Weiß ein Leben lang. Hallo meine Leute, wie geht's? Willkommen zum Das Einzige Schalke Podcast auf Englisch. That's right, folks, we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Officially the world's only English Schalke Podcast worldwide. This is Schalke America and I'm your host, Richard Carmen. Schalke fans are some of the most passionate fans in the world, many of whom speak English. This pod aims to bring you the latest from the Royal Blues, talk to the English-speaking fans of the club, get their point of view across, and bring you game highlights. As always, joining me on the show is co-host Jack Mangan. How has your summer been, brother? Richard Carmen, what is up, my man? What is up, back. man? Good to be back with you. Uh, my summer's been good. My summer's been good. I've been uh, itching for uh, a return to Schalke action, but obviously we had the Women's World Cup this summer and a lot of other great stuff going on. So oh, my goodness, yeah. Soccer never sleeps, man. It never really does, which is, which is great for soccer fans around the world. It's like, I feel like we've been taking a break, we have from the podcasting, but soccer, like you said, hasn't stopped. I mean, uh, I totally forgot about the World Cup until you just mentioned it, and it's been so much going on this summer, and just, uh, yeah, soccer never really stops, and uh, it's back, Bundesliga is back, this is a, a great time of year, but yeah, things have been good for you this summer, overall? Yeah, absolutely, I've just been excited, uh, we finally got that rebrand unveiled shalk america now it's great to finally say that and uh you know present that to people so I'm, I'm, i'm excited for this uh this new season both on the field and uh for us here at the podcast and as you alluded to the name has changed but our game is the same we are shalk americans and we are back for our third season what better way to kick it off than opening weekend in the bundesliga uh it's been a long time coming a long preseason jack uh but um the season is here uh we got uh we got a point in our first game against Gladbach. Uh, we got to see an old friend uh, in this one, huh? Yeah, Schalke, undefeated in the Bundesliga this year. People forget that. <laughs> Pretty incredible record. We are level with Bayern at the moment. Remember that. Critty <laughs> uh, reminded us that too, but uh, hi, Critty. Uh, anyway, that's the last time I'll mention it tonight. <laughs> well, this podcast will be too full tonight. Uh, we're going to start off the podcast with a recap of the season, off-season, uh, if you will, and then review the opening match. Um, just before we get into the podcast, uh, we want to let you know that uh, we will be naming the re remainder of the winners of the quizzes that we, we let out uh, last a couple weeks ago, uh, including the grand prize winner. So stay tuned for that on Twitter. Uh, we'll be unveiling on that. And Jack, uh, normally, more recently, uh, normal for us has been getting on Twitch, but uh, we decided to decided to uh, do the opening weekend on on not on Twitch, just to. Just to get back to old roots, and then we'll get back to it uh, pretty soon, I would Hey, assume. listen, it was it was my birthday last night, and I had a gig uh, in Wrigleyville with the band. I got home at 4 in the morning, so I am <laughs> I am perfectly fine not being visually on camera at the moment because it wouldn't be a pretty sight anyway. I've been kind of laying low today trying to recover from that. So I'm, I'm, that's, that, that works for me. 
<laughs> Very good. Hey, I, 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 I don't paint a, paint a pretty picture myself right now, so it works out for the both of us. Well, let's get into the off season. Um, you know, going into the off season, we knew that David Wagner was our our new man in charge, uh, the manager for Schalke. Um, but we got some new players in this off season, and, and, and several that are out. Let's go through some of the ones that were in. Um, you know, with the name. Well, we'll start with one name that went out first, kind of kind of kicks this thing off, and that's Ralph Fairman. He goes to Norwich City, uh, which we kind of expected with the emergence of Alexander Nubel. Uh, we expected he would be uh, the starter of this season, but then a lot of rumors about him possibly going to Bayern and this and that. Um, with that insecurity or unsuredness, Schalke decided to go out and get Marcus Schubert, a very promising uh, under-21, I believe, Jackie, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, from Dynamo Dresden, a free transfer. What would you make when you heard uh, this news that broke? Yeah, so I think the goalkeeper drama was definitely probably the biggest story uh, for Schalke in the offseason. Um, all the speculation about who's going where and whether or not Fairman's going to remain and whether or not Nubel's going to leave. And honestly, that Nubel stuff is still up in the air because I feel like I see another interview with him almost every week where he's continuously saying, you know, I haven't made up my mind yet. It's a really difficult decision for me to make as a youngster. So um, sad to see Fairman go, obviously, because he's a, I mean, he's, he's borderline club legend at this point. Everyone loves him. He's been in serving for a long time, uh, you know, despite some of his issues last season. Um, he's still held in very high regard. Uh, and I hope that he wins the starting job at Norwich. Cause honestly, I think he's, he's better than cruel in my opinion, at least, but um, that's a cool opportunity for him to go to the Premier league and, and get some, hopefully, you know, first team starting minutes there. If he wasn't going to be getting them over Nubel here. And then uh, I guess it works out for both parties because Nubel can continue to develop. And uh, I, I guess if we're giving him minutes, it, it's, it, it'll help potentially sway him to, to stay in theory, um, and uh, obviously the the captain of the team now yeah. as well, he yeah. was named, which yeah. was kind of a surprise, but um, it, it, we did something similar with Goretzka a couple of years ago um, in that we tossed him the captaincy in, in an attempt to try to, I think, convince him, like, this is what you could be if you stayed here, like, you're an important part of the club, and we believe in you and that kind of thing, um, so... I was kind of surprised that they gave it to Nubel, given that he hasn't even committed himself to the club long term. But clearly, that's I would think a move to try to inspire him to stay. So that was, uh, yeah, that that whole goalkeeping thing all summer. I think I was following that, like you know, every day it seemed like there was a different twist and turn. But um, yeah, it was a good. Uh, Schubert is a good pickup, I think, as well, because he's he's held in very high regard. And if something happens to Nubel for some reason he goes down, or if they need to get some rotation in cup games, I think I think Schubert's a great person to have. And then if if Nubel potentially moves on in the near future to Bayern or, or wherever, uh, Schubert's a great young goalkeeper to to step into that spot. Yeah, hundred um, percent. You know, with all the drama that's going on, obviously they added to that with the signing of uh, Marcus Schubert. Uh, but but like you said, he is a quality young keeper, and you know for some reason we can't strike a deal up with uh, Alexander Nubel. At least we have him in the wings. Um, but you know, obviously, I think the the move to make him captain was was an effort to uh, keep him here and 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 uh, keep him here long term. That is, so we'll see, we'll see. Um, I mean, as the season goes on, we've seen this play out many, many times. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about another player that we lost here on free transfer recently, but it seems to be a trend over the last, so oh, I don't know how many years, um, losing players for free. So let's hope that doesn't happen anymore. But uh, moving away from the goalies, uh, we picked up Ozan Kabak from Stuttgart for $17 million. Um, Other players we picked up this season, uh, John Joe Kenny from Everton. He's a low knee. Um, 
called up from the Youth Academy at Chalka to the first team is Levent Rakan. And then uh, our marquee striker signing, I guess, if you want to call it, uh, Benito Raman uh, from Fortuna Düsseldorf for $14 million. Um, let's start with Kabak. Uh, have you seen much of him this preseason? What are you What are you looking for with him? Do, do you like? Yeah, to be totally honest, I haven't watched a lot of us in the preseason, um, but I mean, definitely a, a young center back that's held in, in very high regard. Uh, I think we beat out a couple much larger teams for his signature. There was a lot of interest. Um, I think like I, I might have seen like AC Milan and Iron Man on him at one point. Or um, yeah. So yeah, I mean that, that's that's a big signing for me. Uh, the defense was shakier last year than we expected after you know, how rock solid it was in, in Tedesco's first campaign with the team. So to get some reinforcements there is, is, is very important. Um, I, I personally, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about that, but in typical Schalke fashion, he got injured the second he came into, the, <laughs> into the squad. Uh, it seems like we, we pick up like a ton of preseason injuries every year. So hopefully he's uh back fit sooner rather than later and actually get a, a proper look at him in a, in a meaningful match. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. He's, uh, he's touted as a, a very talented player and hopefully we get to see him in and on the pitch very soon um obviously there's a lot of players are gonna be in his way to get that starting role but um hopefully he can uh develop and then get into the lineup as soon as possible if he's worthy enough we don't want to insert people just for certain sakes so uh another player we got to see we did get to see an opening weekend was john joe kenny from everton uh what'd you make i think it looks like a, a solid uh right back position now we finally have well, a I think actual right back agree that that was a priority in the transfer market uh, this summer. I mean, we had yeah. Caligiuri and Shop go down at one point. You had, you know, McKenney playing right back or right. I mean, like, I mean, just <laughs> yeah. absolute annihilation of our of our depth last season to that. So to, to, to bring somebody in um, who figures to to start right away like Kenny did, um, and I thought, he, I thought he looked pretty good uh, in, in the game against Gladbach, personally, uh, it's it, it's a big signing. So uh, it, it's, it's good for him, too, because, you know, if, um, if Coleman's fit at Everton, I mean, he's going to be first choice. There's, there's, there's no way around it, right? So, um, Kenny uh, going to Schalke, getting consistent first team minutes is probably great for his development. And then, the benefit of that is that Caligiuri figures to, to push up and, and be more of a winger this season, which is probably where we want him anyway. I mean, he can absolutely do that right back or right wing back job. Yeah. But, um, you know, he's much more effective when he's in advanced positions up the field, getting balls in from wide or taking people on the dribble. So uh, that, that frees him up to do some more offensive duties this season. Because like I said, I, I think he was pinned back a little bit too much last year, which definitely hurt our uh, our goal tally as well. Yeah, I, I agree 100% with everything you said there. I mean, Kenny gives us you know stability in the right back, but also Caligiri gets freed up and and a weight lift off of his shoulder for not playing right back because, you know, at times he was pinned back and other times he got burned at the right back. I mean, just think about Jaden Sancho a couple of times tearing him down. Um, you need him in that midfield to do what he needs to do because he's at his best and the team is at, his, at their best when he's bombarding down that right flank. And, you know, if he has to worry about his right right back responsibilities, he tends to not take as many chances as he did, you know, two years ago under uh, Tedesco. So, um, I think this is this is a great move. We actually got a right back there, and uh, you know we, we already seen already that uh, that I want to say McKenny, uh, Kenny John Joe Kenny can actually cross the ball in pretty well too, and uh, he plays he plays smart defensively as well. So a uh, very very good signing in my opinion. Um, another another player uh, we'll skip to the fourteen million dollar man Benito Raman. Uh, he comes in as, you know, we weren't sure if he's going to be a striker or a winger. looks like at this point he's going to be a winger. Um, at least he, that's how he started out at Glad against Gladbach. Um, 
he comes with a lot of goals, a lot of upside. Um, he uh, is a very, very talented player. He had some, it looks like he had the yips so far in the preseason and in the first game, but uh, it looks like there's a lot of talent with him, very speedy, um, good with both feet, but uh, has a really, really strong left foot. What would you make of uh, the signing? I kind of have mixed opinions on this one. So, I mean, two years ago in, in this fight of Bundesliga with, with Dusseldorf, 10 goals, 3 assists. Dusseldorf, you know, gets promoted to the Bundesliga, and he gets 10 goals and 4 assists last year. So maintaining that consistent output, regardless of that change in, in league level. But uh, as far as, like, a marquee signing goes, and he kind of was, right? Like, I mean, right. 10 goals. I mean, I mean, what Schalke, in my opinion, need is, is they need to bring in a, a 20-plus goal scorer type, type of player. Um, minimum like 15. Uh, this is a club, as we always say, that that expects to be challenging for European places, preferably Champions League. And I, I don't know if this is the kind of signing that's going to get you there, given the struggles we had offensively. I mean, it's it's nice to add that to the squad, but um, was I overwhelmed by that? Not really. And the other thing is just that, like, this to me is a very Schalke move. In the sense that, like a, a player from—I mean, I think Dusseldorf finished ahead of us on the table last year—but like a a a player from a a quote unquote lower club has a decent season, and then Schalke snatch him up, and, and that's going to like solve our problems. And like, I just think everyone's—I know the financial situation is what it is, and we can't spend the kind of money that we'd like to spend. But like, I just I just really wish at times that we'd be able to make an actual the kind of signing that's going to put us in the Champions League type thing. And this is not one of those signings, in my opinion. It's the kind of signing we've seen a lot in the past. And some of them work out and some of them don't. But it definitely does not get me um, overly excited. But uh, that being said, um, as we'll talk about, I, I do think that he was probably one of our brighter offensive players in a very dull game. Um, just despite his, his finishing issues, he was <laughs> popping up in dangerous areas occasionally. So I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to see what else he can bring to the table. Yeah, uh, no doubt about it. I mean, the last time we had a quality, I mean, a quality striker is, you know, our legend, uh, Klaasian Huntelaar. Uh, the old man is still putting up numbers uh, over at Ajax, too. So uh, it'd be Absolutely. nice to still have him, right? Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, having a signing Uth last year, we thought that maybe he would be that guy, and, he, and it didn't pan out well last year. Hopefully, this year, uh, maybe he'll get a resurgence back. We'll see. Um, we can talk about how the, the pairings work in the lineup uh, in the first game, but. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll see what Raman pans out. Maybe, you know, it's, it'll be one or two things. Either A, he'll become like really stellar and, and it's a great deal by Shaka, or it'll just be another Cedric Toyka or something like that. Hopefully it's the former, not the latter. Um, so that that's pretty much just sums up the, the, the players that came in. Um, we already mentioned one of the players that went out, which is Ralph Fairman. Um, another big one, I guess, if you want to call it that, uh, that was exiting was Briel Mbolo. He went to Borussia Mönchengladbach. Uh, for 12 million euros, and we actually got to see him this weekend. Um, are you? Is it just he needed a fresh change? I mean, I'm assuming you make this whole he wanted move? out and he was tired of it. Um, although I, I I didn't actually try to read into what was going on behind the scenes there, but um, it, it's disappointing. Uh, we spent what like somewhere in the neighborhood of 25 million from him uh, for him from from Basel when we acquired yeah. him and then we sell him to a direct rival for less than half of that. I mean it's it's classic Schalke transfer business. Like what are we doing? Um and, and this is not like an old player, right, that you know, doesn't have the value that he used to have when we bought him. I mean his 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 stock is rising all the time. Right. Um I mean maybe it's not as high as it was when he was, you know, this this young teenage sensation or whatever, but like I mean this is a guy who's 
seems to have put his injury troubles behind him. I thought was starting to come on and look pretty good last season. Um, you know, he, he's a consistent contributor to the Swiss national team. Like, I mean, so the fact that we, we end up losing that kind of money on that deal is just really frustrating. And we also lose the guy that you would figure to be our best striker heading into the season. And we haven't replaced him. No. I mean, we haven't. I mean, so no, I mean, you, I mean that's and that's part of the issue with the with the Raman. I mean, I know it's not the same position, right? Raman's more of like a left winger, right? But like that. I mean, I, I think Raman would have been a nice person to add to a Braille and Bolo, but you take a Bolo away and you don't replace him. I mean, like we we'll get to the lineups in a minute once we get into the you know the actual game. But you're starting the season with Bergstaller up top again, and you just I, I'm sorry, I, I just don't see how we're gonna get the goals we need in that kind of a situation. So yeah, it's it's really frustrating. I saw that you uh, reignited the hashtag yeah, we'll get, we'll get free Katuchu movement. Oh yeah, uh, which is much deserved, but we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, then there's a bunch of there's a bunch of other moves that are players that left, uh, either on loans or free transfers or, or retired. Um, I'll I'll list them all, and you know you tell me which ones you want to talk about. Uh, Sebastian Rudy to Hoffenheim, Benjamin Golaire to Werder Bremen, Cedric Toykert to Hanover, Bernard Tekpeti to Fortuna Düsseldorf, Sasha Ritter. Uh, and then Jeffrey Bruma to Wolfsburg. Uh, which of these guys? Yeah, so do you I think talk I think about? the Golair thing happened like actually before last season was over, right at the end, yeah. um, which was disappointed because yeah. a couple times we saw him, he looked bright, looked like a nice talent. So I was disappointed that we weren't able to hold on to him. But at the same time, like he wasn't really a contributor to the squad at this point, so you can't really say that it's a loss necessarily. Um, Sebastian Rudy, good riddance. I mean, like what we spent sixteen million <laughs> for him? What an absolute joke. I mean, yeah. happy trails, sayonara. Wish you the best of luck at Hoffenheim, you know, back where you achieved, I think, the greatest success in your career. But, like, I mean, I, I would have liked to replace him, right? Not just give away players so we have some more depth in the midfield, especially because it sounds like Bentaleb might be on his way out now, too. But, like, I mean, if anyone's upset about Rudy leaving, I, I really think you need to get your head examined because he was brutal last season and a significant part of the reason that we, we underachieved, I think, because he was not what we expected him to be. Yeah, uh, I agree 100 percent on both counts. Uh, you know, Benjamin Golair is a player that uh, I was I like when I like when he was in there. You know, it's potential for for a future player. Uh, we lost him on a free. I think that's the only thing I was disappointed in was we lost him on a free. We didn't you know didn't get any money for him. Um, we didn't lose anyone per se from the starting lineup. But again, they had that looked like he had a potential to possibly become a player. Um, and then obviously Rudy, um, him going to Hoffenheim, back to Hoffenheim on loan. Uh, you know. He obviously was uh, struggling mightily uh, at Schalke. Didn't look anything like he did at, at Bayern or Hoffenheim prior to that. Um, watch, he has a resurgence when he goes back there, but who cares? Um, he wasn't doing anything to us, and you know, we, we, there's already enough problems, as you mentioned, in the midfield. Looks like we may have a defensive midfielder, possibly. Um, already in one game, he looked better than uh, than Rudy did all season, but. Uh, other than that, I mean, you know, Tech Petty was an interesting one because we got him, we got him back from another team, and we we loaned him out immediately. And then Cedric Toyker, hopefully, he can find his footing uh, at Hanover and get the school scoring touchback. But um, yeah, it was just uh, the other one. Uh, other one I'm pretty happy about was Jeffrey Bruma. You know, that's another player. Well, he was, I guess, serviceable because he played when when uh, at the end of the season. Uh, there was no room for him in the in the defensive uh, lineup with uh, what we have already. So uh, you know. Good luck back and going back to Wolfsburg and uh, maybe get some playing time there. But uh, all in all, that, now those are the moves, the, the concrete moves that have happened. Obviously, there's plenty of rumors, like you mentioned with Bentaleb and uh, Konoplyanka and some other guys, uh, Hamza Mendil as well. But 
Um, yeah, other than that, those are those are the main ones. Uh, unless I miss no, yeah, I, think, I think those are probably the the most important ones to talk about. Well, that was the moves. That was the pre underwhelming moves right, that yeah. happened so far. Uh, I mean, it, it's very underwhelming. What would you give the rating um, out of? Let's let's do a, a grading system A through E. Uh, what would you give Schalke's uh, off-season moves? Because I know a lot of the fans. I can tell you what a lot of the fans are probably thinking right now. The fans are probably thinking, at least the ones that you know that we we interact with uh, on a daily basis on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, they're probably giving this a D, probably. I would guess. What, what would you I'm going to go with like a C, and that's assuming that Ozan Kabak like is able to capitalize on on the hype that he has, and ends up being the kind of player that we think he might ultimately be. Um, but if he if he ends up being you know average or not the contributor that we think he can be that it's gonna make it even I mean yeah it's 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 just so underwhelming like it, the team finishes where they do on the table um, and, and this is what you do you, you sell your best striker you know you you loan a guy out who you spend sixty million on not that I disagree with that move but you know what I mean like it just uh, you know, a loan for Kenny, who I like. I, I'm glad that we have John Joe Kenny, but him on loan, so not even permanent. Benito Ramen and Kaba, and it's just like really that. That's kind of the moves you make. So I, yeah, I mean, if people if people are giving it like a D, for instance, I mean, not that we have any data to suggest that, but I mean, if if, if that's what, how, what the general consensus would be, it's kind of hard <laughs> to disagree with that. Uh, for a club of Schalke's stature, it's a pretty pretty underwhelming summer. I think it's probably like, and for me, it's probably a C plus. You know, I like I like Rahman as a player. I like John Joe Kenny and Kabak, um, and Schubert. I think there's a potential for it to be a B. You know, at come season's end, if Rahman actually does pay off and score some goals, Kenny is very solid right at right back. Uh, and if for some reason we cannot acquire uh, long term services of Nubel and and Schubert ends up being the guy, then that, you know it's a smart move and end up being a smart move overall. So. Uh, it's a C plus for me, and uh, it's to be determined the rest of the season how it pans out. Obviously, we're going to relive this at the end of the season and see how see how things panned out. So, um, yeah, that's it. That's it for me. Obviously, it's very underwhelming, especially with our rivals around us um, stockpiling talent and and buying players here and there. Uh, trading some some teams are even trading players. You know, with, with Hummels going back to Dortmund. Um, yeah, it, and and from a Schalke perspective, it's it it is disappointing to see the lack of movement but um yeah i mean like you said earlier it, we know what the fun situations are and we, we can't do anything about it so but you we wish you know going forward we can at least stabilize you know do much better than we did last year that's the, that's the number one key we can't be in that relegation zone again uh we're gonna have a heart attack by, by mid-season um we all we need to improve there you know try to get you know try to get close to the the europa league spots and then maybe we can get start getting some injection of money after that but we need to see some big changes from last year so yeah, uh, let's go on to the uh, opening weekend. You know, we had the rumors, we had the season, we had the preseason going on. It was a long preseason. Most of the games were on on YouTube for uh, for the fans, you know, watching from abroad, uh, not in Europe. So. Um, we finally got to see the first team in action against uh, against Gladbach. Um, you know, a, a noteworthy thing to mention going to the game. Um, we hadn't won at Gladbach since 2013. That was the last time we won there. But Gladbach hasn't won a home game since like late January, so that was working for us as well. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, you know, obviously they got a new guy over there in Bolo. You know, and let's look at their lineup before we get into ours because there's another player in there I want to talk about. Um, starting from the back, obviously, Sommer, uh, a very quality goalkeeper in my opinion. Uh, in, the, in the back four, they had uh, Lehner, Ginter, Elvedi, and Vent. Uh, midfield, uh, Zachariah was actually a, a pretty good player last year, and uh, he'll probably be another good one this year. Uh, he also had Benes and a new house, and then Mbolo in the, in the top with Plie and Taram. Uh, Plie is a player who's been uh, showed quality in, 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 uh, in the Bundesliga. Uh, what did you make of, of him being at Gladbach? Not only Mbolo, but you know, Plie in particular, because he scored gold many yeah, times. Yeah, it was a nice signing for them last season heading into the, heading into the year, and he figures to kind of be their main attacking threat probably again this year. Um, and it's probably going to have to be given that they, they lost uh, Torgan Azar to, to Dortmund. Um, so they're going to definitely need to, to step that up a little bit. Uh, so Marco Rosa, right? The, you know, a, a coach that we were actually pursuing as well yeah. last season before. Yeah. Yes. Jack and I personally, yeah, right? We're on a flight <laughs> over there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, before he ended up going to, to, to Gladbach. Um, so he, uh, he goes with a four, four, two diamond, and put some bolo at the, the the tip of that diamond in that kind of number ten role, which I thought was yeah a very strange decision and one that I don't think worked out too well for him. Um, I I don't know why he did that. I I don't know if he was just trying to use all of his shiny new toys in once right to get that you know Turman and Bolo and Plia uh, all on the pitch at the same time. But uh, I'd be interested to see if he changes that system going forward or if he just puts a different player there, uh, maybe Raphael or something at the top of that or um, in, instead of Mbolo next time because that was a interesting placement for, for our former player. I think you hit the nail on the head. I think the player that they would want, unfortunately, he's 34 years old, is Rafael. Um, I mean, he came on, he has instant impact. But um, another player you could talk about is Traore. Traore is uh, as a young player who could who could probably do well in that in that role. Um, and maybe Patrick Herman, I don't know, but um, yeah, it's it's a interesting interesting lineup that you know Marco Rose went with. I'm curious to see how he does in the Bundesliga. Uh, he obviously did some great things over at RB Salzburg um, with with no funds over there, and apparently uh, was it Gladbach? No, maybe it was maybe it was Hertha Berlin got a big injection of money. Either way, he's 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 dealing with a lot more money now um, at his disposal. So. Um, I'm curious to see what he does uh, in the Bundesliga. And uh, the first game in, uh, it looked like both teams had the jitters. Um, let's go to let's go to the Schalke lineup because this was an interesting one. Um, obviously, in goal, uh, our captain Alexander Nubel. That's gonna be hard to say <laughs> in the beginning here. Uh, we went with we went with the back four in this one. It was a four-two-three-one, which is I was I for sure thought we were gonna go something like a. Uh, a four three one two. I I, don't know, I I had no idea what we were gonna go with, but I didn't think it was gonna be a four two three one, which I'm kind of happy it was. Uh, but we had a back four of John Joe Kenny in the right back, Benjamin Stambouli at center with Nastasic, uh, and then Bastian Chipko on the left, uh, and the two holding midfield roles. You had uh, Weston McKinney at a more familiar position, and Omar Mascarell. Um, what do you make of that? Omar Mascarell? You know, we we knew what kind of player potentially he had coming from Real Madrid. Um, we didn't get to see much of him last year, more, more towards the end of the season, but, um, what did you make of the first game with, uh, with, uh, with Schalke? I thought he was more aggressive defensively than I remember him being. Yeah. Involved, which, which I like I to say, see. Yeah. Uh, he, he seemed to be putting more of an effort into chasing, uh, balls down and, and trying to challenge, 
uh, people that were dribbling kind of in around the box. He, he was going in for tackles more than I remember him doing previously. So I, I liked I liked that slightly more aggressive look for him. Um, I, I'm still not convinced that he's like a long term answer there. Um, we'll see. I mean, he, he I thought he was fine. Uh, he didn't blow me away. I just I, I still feel like he might not be exactly the kind of level that we're that we'd be looking for to kind of maximize our effectiveness. But um, yeah, it would. Certainly a step up oh, from Rudy. Yeah, I mean, I think you would be a step up from Rudy. Because um, <clears throat> he would at least like put in some kind of effort. Um, yeah, but as you say, it was, it was nominally a 4-2-3-1. Um, more of a 4-4-2 in defense or sometimes a 4-3-3 if, you know, Raman or Caladre were pushing up on yeah. the side to to mark one of the fullbacks of, of Gladbach. Um, but it, it was interesting. There was actually a couple times. I mean, so a lot of times when we're building possession out of our back, what you saw – sort of shape-wise was was Nastasic and Stan Blue, the two center backs, splitting extremely wide with Ochipka and Kenny pushing really high up the pitch, Mascarell dropping down yeah. between the center backs, um, which kind of almost made it like we were in a diamond at times too with McKenny going a little bit higher up the pitch and then either uh, Rahman pushing up to go along Bergstaller or her, uh, and Harit going out wide or Harit pushing up along Bergstaller. Um, so, it, yeah, it was interesting. Like, there's some different some different things going on shape-wise, depending on kind of what phase of the game we were in or what what, what side of the field. But, um, I mean, overall, I think I think the interesting thing in the, in the lineup was – there's two things for me, right? So, Bergstaller starting. Um, when you have Katuchu on the bench, uh, listen, I, I love Bergstaller. I think the fans love Bergstaller. Um, I think he was a good signing at the time that we got him. Um, but he was never the quickest player to begin with. And I think he's even lost a step or two since we signed him. Um, and right. I, I mean, you look, you look, right. you love his work rate. You love his physicality. Um, you love his attitude, but I, I think, I think you watch this game and, and a lot of games recently and it's just, he, he just doesn't have it, man. He, he does not have what we need to, to create chances um, either for himself or his teammates, or to get on the end of balls that his teammates are trying to throw in him, he just doesn't have the pace. He doesn't. He just doesn't have it, man. So, I was frustrated that Katusha didn't start this game. Um, that that was the main thing for me. And then and then also just Nastasic and Stambouli as a center back pairing. I, I know that Salif Sane has had some injury issues that he's kind of coming back for, which is probably why he didn't get the start off the bat. Obviously, it was on contact. The new signing is also injured and isn't wasn't even listed. Um, Amongst the substitutes, Schalke only had six substitutes in this game compared to uh, Gladbach's nine because of all the injury issues we have. We couldn't even field like a full substitute bench. But um, yeah, I mean, Stambouli, I, I don't think is going to be starting there. And I think there's, I think there's a chance that Nastasic isn't even starting there either. I, I think there's a good chance that if Kabak plays the way that we expect he might, that you're, you're actually looking at Nastasic and Stambouli as a second choice center back pairing. So to go on the road in the first match with, with, that and and ultimately keep a clean sheet was uh was very impressive and, and a good sign i think overall oh yeah 100 percent. i mean uh my my big glaring you know i watched a lot of them in the preseason and the one thing i saw that was scaring me was actually the defense and i thought the defense looked pretty pretty rock solid for the most part against gladbach uh you know they didn't give him many opportunities to, to score um 
you know, Omar Mascarell, uh, I wonder if, you know, part of that, you know, extra oomph that he had uh, was because it, he was named one of the assistant captains on the team along with uh, with Benjamin Stambouli, and I, maybe even Calajiri was voted in also. But uh, that, that was interesting that he got the assistant, assistant uh, captain's armband for the team. So maybe that's another reason why he had a little bit more oomph in it. Maybe he, he's got a new life to him. I don't know. Um, the remainder of that lineup, you know, that we mentioned, uh, Kalajiri was playing in the wing, kind of more familiar position, something we wanted to see. Uh, yeah. I mean, Harit playing in kind of like the, uh, the the 10 role, which is interesting. He didn't do much, but uh, it, it, it could do well. If he gets that form back for the first season with us, uh, could be some really good things. And, and then Benito Raman and the left wing, and then obviously with Berksteller up top. And, you know, with Berksteller, I agree. I mean, this game, it showed that he didn't have the pace to to do what we needed to do. Uh, yeah, he has the heart. I mean, he's 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 all the Fuchaco fans. We we love him, but he just doesn't have it. He's kind of a player you would bring in like late game to try to bring another body, someone who's going to to have that grit uh, to get the ball and try to score goals. You need someone like a Katucci or someone with speed, even a Mark Uth or something like that, just get in there who can offer speed, uh, pushing pushing back the defense. But uh, that was the one thing because a lot of times doing for long balls to Berksteller during the game, he just couldn't outpace anybody so um yeah that that that's a big thing for me i, I agree with you um and then I, i'm with you there on the under center back pairing um you know ultimately if, if kabak is who we think he is um him and sane were going to be um the pair going forward we did see a, uh, a brief cameo from sane he came in the 83rd minute or so for mckinney um, we did see Fabian Riza. Uh, he came in for Rahman in the 74th, and uh, the young man Murkan came in in the 93rd for just a brief cameo for Amin Harid. Um, this game was, uh, was a stalemate. I mean, it wasn't much to write home about. I mean, the ultimate thing was we came away with a point on the road against a very good club, um, and so that, that's happy because our first two games are against difficult opponents, right? It's Gladbach, and the next week you got uh, Bayern Munich. So um, the fact that we got a draw on this one was was great. It's a great start compared to last year. We started, what did we started 0-5 last year. Uh, but uh, overall, I think it was uh, an even game. I don't think either team really had – um, to brag about anything more more so than anything other. I mean, maybe Gladbach had a few more uh, quality opportunities. I thought Schalke was very uh, weak in the front going forward. I mean, it was a lot of it was obvious, especially in the first half. Both teams were feeling the opening game jitters, whether it's Marco Rose and Wagner or or just the team in general. Uh, both teams were making a lot of mistakes, and it, it looked like it yeah. Was I, mean, the first I agree game that it was a very important result when the fixture list came out. Um, especially how we played last year. I think a lot of people looked at that, at least I did, and could easily envision two losses to start the season, which is not what you want to have given, uh, you know, two of the last three years prior, we got off to, you know, five consecutive losses. Um, and, you know, it's it's not David Wagner's fault that the fixture list is the way it is. Um, and obviously he wants to get off to a good start. And so you would just hate to see, you know, a new manager come in and uh, just because of luck of the like, I mean, Byron's probably going to beat us, right? They beat us like all the time. Um, and that's not anyone's fault when that happens. And then, you know, it's very easy to lose a game on the road to Gladbach as well. So I'm glad that we avoided that. Um, it's a better start than I think it could have been. It could have easily um, gone south for us. But uh, I agree. I think it was a very dull. Um, I think it was a very dull match for the most part. I thought it was fairly even. Um, I mean, maybe if... Triore and 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 Raphael and Lars Stindl, who was injured, I think. Um, maybe if all three of them are starting, and you can include them into a system yeah. somehow, maybe they're a little yeah. bit more dangerous going forward. But I mean, Gladbach in general, um, as far as like you know, the teams that are kind of in and around Europe, um, 
they're not the best offensive team of that group. I think they had the fewest goals last season of any team kind of up there at the top of the table, like 50-something maybe. Um, so, I mean, they're, they're not they're not the most dangerous team you're going to face. But e- even so, I was glad to see the defensive performance that we put in, which I thought was absolutely the most solid part of our game on Saturday, um, and especially given the fact that you have Stambouli back there. It was made uh, even more impressive. Um, but, yeah, not a whole lot going on up front. I think the best chances that we created fell to – uh, Benito Raman, there was one early where he got on the end of a kind of a cross across the box yeah. and he just kind of scuffed it and hit it over. And then um, a little bit later, uh, great through ball. I think it was Caligiuri that played that. Um, and I, I think he just, Raman was basically in on goal one on one with the keeper. And I think he just kind of panicked and, and, and took it a lot earlier than he needed to. Yeah. Could have taken an extra touch. Yeah. Um, and that's me just, just completely sliced it and missed by, you know, 15, 20 feet, uh, which was a pretty pretty brutal miss um but you know at least like at least as i mentioned this earlier on the pop but at least he was popping up in dangerous areas he seemed to be more effective in that than bergstahl for instance in, in getting into the right areas and, and putting him in itself in a position to at least um potentially get some shots off so uh yeah it was just it, there's just there's just not a ton to talk about really in my opinion it was just that kind of that kind of game i i i i don't think gladbach had that many great chances either. Um, there was a lot of times where it looked like they might have something going on the counterattack, and then the second they got right around the box in the final third, I thought we did an excellent job reading the game, our back four. Um, there was a lot of yeah uh, really well-timed um, interceptions and, and people stepping up and, and cutting off a passing lane at the last second. Um, that, that was nice to see. So... Uh, yeah, I mean, overall, it's it's uh, it's a good result on the road, if, if a little bit boring and, and not a whole lot to get excited about from it. But um, hopefully the uh, the free Katusha movement, which is well underway, um, gets some traction and we see that change next <laughs> week. And uh, maybe we see Salif Sané in the starting lineup and, 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 you know, get some other players back and we can uh, start getting this one into gear. What was your opinion on Harit in this one? I, I personally, um, I don't think we build enough, up enough through the middle or try to. Um, so it, that kind of takes right. him out of the game unless he drifts wide, which he does sometimes. Um, but, uh, to me, it was just great to have him back in the starting lineup. And, uh, although he didn't do a ton, I mean, no one really did a ton in this game. I thought he looked really good when he was on the ball, like really sharp. And that was very exciting because that's what he was the first season that he, he came in under Tedesco. Um, he, like, people just could not take him off the ball. And, uh, if he can kind of have some of that form again, that would be, that'd be huge for us. Yeah, I, I think you hit the nail on the head right there. I mean, I, I, I love seeing him on the ball. He's, I say his work rate, especially going when he lost the ball, trying to get it back was excellent too. Um, he didn't just give on the play. He tried to get the ball back. Um, he did he did try to find himself in positions where he could try to make himself dangerous. I don't think he's there physically yet like he was two years ago where, like you said, he was taking on guys, uh, using the body, going around them, you know, just taking two, three players at a time. A couple times he tried to do too much, and just, his feet weren't there yet. You could see what he was thinking. Uh, you liked the stuff that he was doing, but he just wasn't wasn't quite ready there. You know, give him a couple more weeks, and I think he'll be in midseason form. Um, but I was excited to see him back in the lineup. We need some. We're, we're lacking creativity, and especially when you don't have any pace at at the top, you need someone like a Harit there to try to set up the plays. And um, I think eventually him and, and Raman and whoever is going to be on the right wing will be an will be interesting and possibly a very creative pair. Because uh, they can find each other and stuff like that. Um, uh, this game was 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 interesting for me. I mean, other 
key thing I saw other than the stuff that you mentioned was um, obviously both these managers want to play a gag and pressing type of, of, of offense, um, especially Wagner. We know that we know he comes from the Klopp system, and he, he showed a little bit in the beginning where he tried to the, the team tried to press against uh, Gladbach when they were coming out defensively, but um, just wasn't there yet. Um, but I did see, I did notice on the set pieces, there was a little bit of a thought put into them, especially like one of the corners in the just before halftime. Uh, Caligiri crossed it in uh, to the far post where, where Bergstaller was, and he headed it back across, and Astasis just missed it. Uh, would have been a great uh, scoring opportunity there. I think he would have scored had he got, if his head was like two inches longer or something like that. Um, that was, so that was nice to see there. Uh, but overall, like I said, there wasn't much there. I mean, defense defensively, we were pretty solid. I thought uh, John Joe Kenny had a good game. Um, McKenney was a little quiet for me. Uh, he was there at times. A couple of times, I'd be like, "Wait, is he in the game?" And like, "Oh yeah, there he is." Uh, he seemed a little more quiet for me. And I don't know if just because he's getting back from you know he had a, he had a busy summer as well. He captained the U.S. men's team in, in the Gold Cup, so uh, maybe he's just getting his legs back. But uh, at times, I thought he was absent to me yeah it was it was a very quiet performance of him very workmanlike performance uh didn't have a whole lot going on offensively made it made a couple good runs earlier in the match um into the box uh but yeah wasn't really involved in the build-up as much as i expected and that was disappointing because he had such a great tournament uh, the gold cup this summer with the u.s men's national team ultimately getting named the captain for the the gold cup final against Mexico, which at his age is like, is incredible. And I think yeah. this was a testament to how well he had played in that tournament. And also, you know, the kind of faith that Greg Burhalter has in him going forward. So, uh, yeah, I was really excited to see if he could take some of that form and, and, and demonstrate that in the Bundesliga replicate that and, uh, really didn't today, which was disappointing, but, um, yeah, I like, and this is what I was kind of trying to get at. Is like I think with I think with Harit and McKenney centrally, you should be able to have a little bit more success building up there. It seemed like so much of it was was focused uh, down the wings, especially. Uh, <laughs> it was interesting right off of a lot of goal kicks. Um, you could you saw like Nubel. It definitely looked like it was a directive from from Wagner. Yeah. Nubel like trying to switch the play and just boot a ball up the sideline to uh, to uh, John Joe Kenny, who's trying to streak up there and. Uh, they were really trying to force that. It didn't really work almost ever. Um, and once you do that once or twice, you know, I think the opposition is going to realize that that's kind of a move that you're trying to make consistently. So I don't know. We'll see how that develops. Uh, it was a very like direct, aggressive kind of way, way to start some of these kicks off um, rather than just building out of the back all the time, uh, which, which I you know, thought you'd see more of given you know, that rule change right where you can pass it to a player in the box now. Um, off of a goal kick, which is like one of the biggest changes heading into the new season. Um, so it was weird that we were booting so many of those balls up the sideline. But um, yeah, I mean, a, a lot to work on going forward, and nothing to get you particularly excited. It's it's just the main things for me are just that like it's great to have Harit back, and if he can recapture some of that form, it's going to be huge for us because it was like he was a completely absent player last year, and. Yeah. You know, yeah. hopefully we get some guys that were injured back into the uh, into the fold, and we'll see what this team's capable of. It's going to be a work in progress. Obviously, it's a new manager. It's a new system with new ideas. Um, no one's expecting that to, you know, lock in immediately. Um, but at the same time, I don't think that, I, that accounted for everything. Like, was it just me or, like, was the passing in this game just awful? It, it was. was so I mean, sloppy. I, 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 it, it looked like a first game for both these yeah. teams. They were, they were turnovers galore, and and they weren't forced turnovers either. It was just it was just people just missing passes badly for no reason. And I think the three 
the three best scoring chances of either team came from turnovers and bad passes. Uh, first, let's start with Nubel. Um, he almost looks too confident. I mean, he's obviously a confident player. Uh, people want to compare him to Neuer because he has the confidence. He has the, the, the distribution ability. He's good with his feet. Um, he he looks very confident, and he seems overconfident at times where it nearly cost him a goal early in the match, probably in the first 10 minutes or whatever. He just nonchalantly kicks it back to, uh, I don't remember if it was... Um, it was which the, Yeah, I mean, so in, in, in that and, situation, he had Stan Bully and he had Nastasic wide on the other side of him, completely unmarked. And he tried yep. to force the ball down the middle to, you know, Mascarell, who's running back towards him. Um didn't Fairman make like that exact same play that almost resulted in a goal last season? Because yes. the guy like missed yes. a wide open net. <laughs> like I mean, these these goalkeeper I mean these goalkeeper mistakes need to stop because it wasn't just it wasn't just Fairman last year. Like I mean, Nubel had a couple hours himself. Nubel dropped a ball later in the match for no reason that almost, yeah. that almost resulted in something. So yeah, I mean that just that some weird weird stuff going on. It definitely seemed like it was just some some first game rust. Or at least hopefully that's what it was because if that doesn't improve quickly, um, that's gonna that's going to hurt our, our chances as well. We talk about, you know, the offensive struggles that this team has. Um, and, and that's just because we, we in the past haven't had maybe the right system or the right, the right ideas create creatively. But um, if we can't even complete passes to get to the final third, I mean, having creativity is not going to be the issue, right? Because I mean, we're not even going to be in a position for that, yeah, for that right. to take effect. <laughs> Heck, we can't even get out of the mid- get into the midfield uh, in the 55th minute. Nastasia tried to be too cute, uh, turns it over be- before we even get to the midfield. And it goes the other way, and instantly Plie has a one-on-one chance with uh, Nubel, and he hits the post. I mean, that was pretty close. I thought that was going in for sure. I was already like cursing at the TV, and luckily hit the post. Um, so that was that was a that was a poor play there. And then uh, like 20 minutes later, on the 75th minute or so, um, a calamity of errors. Really, it all started with Stambouli making. Uh, Trying to be too cute defensively with the ball, uh, he loses it. I think it was Plier Turam who was in there, but it, it, it bounced off like it was like pinballing back there. It went you know around Nubel and everybody else. Eventually, Stambouli got rid of it, but that should have been a goal as well for Gladbach. Yeah, and like like I said, as well as I think Nastasic and Stambouli played in terms of uh, keeping a clean sheet on the road against Gladbach, which I thought was admirable. Um, yeah, a couple. Yeah, once again, hopefully it's just like they're just not sharp mentally or physically yet, and that's like kind of like what's contributing to that. Stambouli had multiple lots. So what what was happening is like he was kind of jogging back towards his own end line, um, had multiple opportunities to clear it and just get rid of it because he was under pressure. For whatever reason, didn't do that, and ultimately turns around and kind of like tries to play like a like a chip pass or something, but he hits it directly into whoever was was it Plia? I don't forget who it was. Whoever was pressuring him. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's it's bouncing around and just, like, put a foot through it. Somebody just get it out of the box. And yeah. Nastasic ends up getting on it and almost, like, kicks it backwards towards the goal to, like, as, like, a like a two-foot pass to oh, Nubel. And I'm like, like, what are you doing? And, like, I mean, Stambouli ends up with it and gets it out of there. But, yeah, just 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 brutal. Like, don't know how we uh, avoided conceding on that one. But, um, yeah, hopefully some of that sloppiness uh, gets, gets, gets ironed out in the very near future. I think both you and I were convinced in the, going into this game that Mbolo was going to score against us. He did not. He, he had an okay game, and he was very quiet. Um, but as soon as he came off is when probably one of their best scoring chances came because Alexander Nubel had to make a save for once. Uh, Rafael came in for him and instantly got a fantastic shot off that Nubel was forced to make a great save on. Um, and then and then Rafael had another opportunity like moments later. So uh, he's obviously a, an upgrade from Mbolo. Uh, in that one, so I mean, at least we're wrong in that sense that Embolo did not score in the game. Um, but yeah, it's uh, overall not much to write home about in this game. Um, I think we're both happy that we came out came out with us with a point. 
because uh yeah like you said going into the going into the season you saw the two first two games really the first three games with Hertha Berlin uh you're not looking at a a, a favorable uh results from those matches but you know to come out with even though we didn't look good neither did Gladbach um we got a point in this one and uh so we're, we're undefeated as you say so uh there's a there's a light at the end of the tunnel hopefully hopefully the guys can get back and start playing uh the way Wagner wants them to play because there are obviously lots of jitters, so a lot of things we need to iron out, including who's a, a, at the striker position. We need some speed back there. Yeah, it definitely gives us hope that, that Bayern dropped points already. But I, I do think, because I, I yeah. watched that whole game, and I I do think that Hertha looked a lot sharper than we did, though. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, Bayern may have dropped points, but Hertha's kind of been a bogey for them. I don't think Bayern's beaten them in six of the last seven, right? So some in yeah, something yeah, like so that. Heritage like is that. kind of a bogey team for whatever reason, but they also looked like they were very well prepared and in, in in kind of good form to be able to take them on early in the season. And uh, based on what I saw from Schalke this weekend, I wouldn't expect us to be able to pull off a similar result, even if it is at home. But um, you know, who knows? I thought we defended overall fairly well, and, and if we can put in a kind of shift like that against them, maybe we'll have a maybe we'll have a chance. Yeah, hopefully we hopefully we do. I mean, last year we saw Katuchu score against Byron, so maybe that's a, another reason why he should get in there. Um, Byron are very looking very strong once again. Yeah, they did get beaten the, in the in the Super Cup, but uh, to Dortmund. But um, overall, they're looking very strong this year, and uh, Lewandowski is already scoring goals. So uh, look out with there. So if we can just hold our own again, and get, if we get away with it, any kind of any kind of points that we steal from them, uh, they'll be ecstatic with that, or at least keep it close. Um. Yeah, that, that's that's pretty much it. I mean, it is a pretty daunting schedule, you know, up through October. I mean, after Bayern, we got Hertha Berlin, who's got in, in, in 150 million dollars of injection of money this year. So uh, they're gonna be they're gonna be in the fight. I think uh, we get a little break with Paderborn and, and Mainz. It'll be it'll be tough games, no doubt about good, it. But good at least it's Paderborn not. though. Early they 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 yeah, pushed yeah. Leverkusen to the limit, and obviously Leverkusen's a team that a lot of people slate to be. Uh, what was that three two? Yeah, that game or maybe something? he's going to score late to 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 overcome them, and that's a team people think are probably going to be competing for the Champions League spot. So, um, I mean, I I I picked late Paderborn to get to get relegated, but uh, not not a bad opening opening match from them. So maybe maybe that match won't be as easy as we thought it would when we faced them. But yeah, hopefully that <laughs> hopefully that, that stink gives us a break after a rough start. Well, yeah, that's uh, hopefully we do. We need to get our we need to get our stuff straight. Hopefully, we can start scoring some goals. Um, that's obviously the thing that was killing us last year, and uh, so far we got a goose egg on that. But at least we kept a clean sheet in that one as well. Before so, we get out of here, Richard, you have a uh, season prediction for us in terms of where they're gonna finish in the table? <laughs> you picked us. You picked us <laughs> to win the league. To win the league year. last year. Let's not forget. How did that work out? <laughs> Oh man! Uh, let's How about you see. pick us uh, to get relegated this year? Because that'll mean that the opposite will happen, and we'll probably like win the title. How about that? <laughs> uh, I could do that. How about that? Maybe we'll win the title, right? Um, I, I I have a feeling we're gonna be around the like tenth position. I, I think. I mean, I like to hope. I like to be in the in the mix for the Europa League, but I don't know if we're there yet. I, that, there's nothing yet to, that shows me that we're ready for that. Uh, so I'm gonna say tenth right now. Hopefully, hopefully. So I don't know if you saw my uh, my table prediction but that's actually exactly where i picked us as well so sorry to any fans that are hoping for a little bit more positive um prediction i just look at i mean obviously the Bayerns, dortmund's leipzig's leverkusen's are gonna you would think are gonna be up there but i mean technically it's positive right it's how many places above last yeah, year right but it's i mean like, i mean you would like <laughs> to see us predicted to, to to finish in the champions league but champions i just league i just don't think yeah. we did enough in the transfer window to to really i mean 
if we somehow end up challenging for Europe, it's because the few signings we did make play really well, and because David Wagner yeah. has somehow gotten people to, to to click into something that Tedesco wasn't able to. Because I don't think we've done enough to change the squad to really to really make that big of a jump in the table from from last year to this year. But um, yeah, and you look you look around like you know the Gladbachs, Frankfurt's, Hertha Berlin. I'm really high on this year, and that was even before that Bayern result. And then you know Wolfsburg and and, and Bremen still. I mean, it, it's it's kind of hard to envision Schalke finishing up above a lot of those teams. So yeah, hopefully I'm wrong about that, but I I think we're probably looking at somewhere around a mid table finish. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that'd be disappointing, but it'd be an improvement over last season and maybe something we can build on and then we can get back to uh, Champions League football at some point in the near future. Yeah, and hopefully uh, Wagner can get something out of Uth and maybe he can start scoring again. That would be yeah. amazing if you could do that, you know, and get Raman to score too. So, yeah, that, that's uh, that's that'll put a, I think they'll put a bow on this one. Uh, I mean, not much to talk about in, the, in that game. Uh, we'll see next week against Bayern um, how that pans out. Um, you know, we did get new uniforms this year, Jack. Uh, and the new, uh, the new, what do they call it? The Christmas night edition, where the the lights with the miners. Uh, what did you think of it? Nubel was wearing it in in goal uh, on Saturday. Uh, the black one. Yeah, there's some inappropriate comments made on Twitter about that one, but um, it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I haven't thrilled with what um, Umbro's done for us so far, but I think the kits are an improvement on the the neon from last year, that highlighter, which was just brutal to watch. <laughs> Because um, we were like in every yeah, game, and exactly. Half of the season. <laughs> I, I really like the um, the white. The, yeah, the, the white, white one look looks pretty sharp, pretty clean. Um, I thought the blue one looked decent on television last uh, yeah. this yeah. weekend, and then yeah, yeah the, the goalkeeper jersey, which is that alternate, that black one is is is, is fine as well. So maybe I'll cop one of those from the uh, Schalke UN, or we'll have to see. There you go. You get it from the Schalke store. Uh, it'll certainly be available. Uh, we also want to give a quick shout out to the the winners that we announced already for the uh, the first part of the quizzes we had. Um, and also, we want to give a shout out to Drew Gentry for giving us the idea, the inspiration for Shock America. Uh, that, that was a that was a great idea. There's plenty of great ideas from you guys, from you from the fans out there. But uh, that that ended up being the winner for us. Uh, tell us what you think about the new logo with the American scarf on it. Let us know at at Shock America. That's a new that's a new handle now at Shock America. So uh, definitely give us a shout there. Um, before we wrap this up, uh, I do want to give a mention to the official German Schalke podcast. That's right, Schalke has a German podcast. So those of you who are German inclined and can understand the language, uh, as do I, give it a, give it a follow, give it a listen. Uh, the first episode, I think I had uh, Sacharita on it. Maybe perhaps I can't I can't remember off the top of my head now. Um, but yeah, definitely give them a listen as well. Clearly inspired by um, what we're doing here, right? <laughs> Clearly, you, somebody has to do it, right? And as of this recording, we are still officially the only English Shaka podcast out there. So let's keep up, keep doing the good work, and uh, we'll improve on that. We got some uh, exciting stuff coming up this season. Um, so yeah, thank you to all the all the winners so far, and we'll we'll be announcing the rest of the winners uh, here in the next coming days, including the grand prize winner. So uh, with that, Jack. Um, you know, before we, you know, one more, one last thing. You were in Nashville. Did you get to stop by NBC Four Nashville okay, and say hi to thing. our friends? So, <laughs> my buddies and I do this this annual like reunion trip, right? Um, we went to Nashville this year. I was there two weekends. That's the reason I'm sick right now. Is like I caught the Nashville plague or whatever. But um, I really, really wanted to head down to NBC North Nashville, take that picture. 
um, and get some get some content and, and tweet at them to kind of keep this joke going. The weekend was like so short that ultimately just I just didn't have time for it in the schedule. But um, as oh. always, thanks to NBC4 Nashville for everything you do for the podcast. Thank you, NBC4 Nashville. Jack, where can our followers and listeners find you at on social media? JM Mangan on Twitter. Very good. Uh, you can find me at R underscore K H A R M A N. Well, ladies and gentlemen, until the next pod comes, we'll be here grinding away. Shoes.